Black History Month is in effect. Why is it important? What makes our history so unique? I'm Jalen Garrett alongside Tavian Miles. This is Optimus Overtime. Optimus Overtime is a product of the ACU Optimus and available to listen on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right. So obviously it is Black History Month and this is like every black person's um, (laughs) birthday pretty much. And so just to give some background of the formation of Black History Month, um, it began as Negro History Week in 1926 and it was established by historian, author, and journalist Carter Godwin Woodson. He was born December December 19th. 1875 and died April 3rd, 1950. God rest his soul. He, just a little fun fact, he became the second African-American to receive a PhD from Harvard, right behind another great ancestor of ours, W.E.B. Du Bois. And Black History Month became a nationally celebrated month in 1976 during the Gerald Ford administration. So, Tavian, I want to throw this question to you. For sure. How have you celebrated Black History Month? Was it and how was it at home? Was it at school? What are some of your experiences of knowing our history better and just yeah, give some insight on that? So for me, I think uh, when talking about black history and just bringing up black history and how we celebrate it with me and my family and just me being back home, like being in high school, middle school, and elementary, I think at home it kind of started with me being like maybe fifth or fourth grade. And mm-hmm. I think I just asked the question to my parents, like, why? Like, why do we celebrate black history in the first place? Right. Um, and this is kind of off topic, but like, it was kind of like, that's like the title of like my testimony is just why, why me? That's like, that's literally the title. And I just wanted to know why was there like a special month dedicated to for dedicated for us, and if we're all the same. Like I didn't get it. Like um, I've I've probably had one encounter where I didn't feel like I was everyone else, but that's another story. But like I just didn't know why like we we would celebrate Black History if we're all the same. And my parents um just they broke down. They gave me like history lessons. They're like, well, this is what happened a long time ago, and this is what happened in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and yeah. early 2000s. And even now, if like we still talk about it, if I was to ask them now, I feel like they would bring up a lot of, especially what happened this past summer, especially like, yeah. I think that's, that should be in textbooks, but will it, we don't know. But, right. you know, to break it down, elementary school, uh, I felt like we did a lot more when I was in elementary school than as a school, um, not like my family. My family, we, we celebrate it. We talk about everything. Yeah. But talking about the school system, I think elementary school, I felt like we did a lot more than what I did in other grade levels, like middle school and high school. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, at home, my parents would give me good history lessons and not just like a quick Instagram story or a quick Instagram post as we, what we see now from a lot of people. But in elementary school, we had like a person or like a business for the day. Like we'd come over the announcements, do the Pledge of Allegiance, pledge the Texas flag, yeah. uh, talk about announcements. And then just, we would just talk about like Black History Month. Like I remember the hallways being um, decorated with different stuff. And Same. like, and it was and like it was cool because after that, like when I asked my parents, like in fourth or fifth grade, it was like, OK, cool. Like I know now. And yeah, we'd have stuff decorated. Um, we talked about stuff over the announcements. And yeah. I feel like we even had conversations in class like not like deep-rooted conversations obviously we were in elementary school like a lot of us were there just to you know be there because we school something you had to do but (laughs) we had conversations and 
when it got to like middle school and high school, it kind of like drifted away. It kind of felt like uh, it was kind of like the February 1st. Oh, it's Black History Month. Let's celebrate it. But that was it. Like right. uh, kind of like that RDC video. Um, I, if, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was just like, all right, class, like, let's study black history. Yeah. <laughs> and he opens up the textbook and he's like, and he's like, uh, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. All right, let's go to the next lesson. And that was, been that's literally like, it was funny, but it was also just like, wow, that's really real. That's right. really how we talk about black history. Sometimes it felt like in school, like right. it felt like I felt, I felt like we were stuck more on other, like, um, I don't know what lesson plans, like, yeah. like uh, whatever we were supposed to talk about, like, and then black history, cool. And then boom, we were straight to another one. Like it wasn't like we spent time on it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we talked about a whole lot. And uh, I feel like now when we see people make posts here and there, and like businesses making posts and all that, but it's like I just don't want it to be a trend though. Like I want it to actually make make it feel like it's from the heart. Like if you're gonna do yeah. something, do it because you want to do it, not because right. you see someone else do it. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's like. Like I'm in I'm in a social media class now, and we had a question: Was do you think all publicity is good publicity? And I think yeah, I think if oh like if you're a business and you're like oh you celebrate Black History blah blah, blah and you put it out there, that's great publicity because you're gonna get a lot of people who's gonna go towards you. But like, do you really celebrate it? Right. And I think it also starts like, and it needs to start off with not just like there's probably people within that place or establishment like and especially in schools like I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of teachers who celebrated black history right but it doesn't make a difference if the head of your like department the head of the pe- like your school the principal superintendent if they don't like make it an urgency to celebrate black history yeah and so um yeah family celebrated it I feel like we celebrated it all in elementary school but in the school system as we got older I feel like it kind of drifted away um yeah, this is my senior year, and it has been four years. Maybe maybe I'm just not remembering a lot, but it really didn't feel like we celebrated all. Especially I did dual credit. Yeah. And so junior, senior year, I was, like, in college classes doing stuff, and right. I know for a fact we didn't talk about it whatsoever. Yeah. And um, and going back to that RDC video, like, when, uh, you know, let's open up the textbook, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And people, we laugh at that. Like, I feel like people laugh at stuff like that, but it's because it's, we're trying to, like, cope cope with the fact that like it, that's real though like right. that's really what it's like and so yeah um celebrated a lot i talk with my parents about it um we have great conversations about once a week on the phone about stuff like that and mm-hmm. even not just in black history but yeah we definitely celebrated it a lot as a family but outside of those four walls i felt like i didn't really see anything from it right that's powerful when i was young my mother and sister instilled within me a self a sense of black pride when i was i don't know i could have been maybe seven or eight years old i was given a encyclopedia a whole encyclopedia wow. on black history so it had everybody malcolm martin rosa parks madam cj mm-hmm. walker you name it yeah and it fascinated me because it was like wow all these people are dead but they've made so much impact on this country and mm-hmm. in our community and our culture and so it started very very young for me um my sister she went to an historically black college okay. and so that was another way i got to experience black history and get exposed to black culture it wasn't until i moved to austin where kind of how you said i it 
that sense of pride drifted away for me. Yeah. Because we weren't taught black history. We would go from transatlantic slave trade to Barack Obama Mm -hmm. in a day. And it's, it's like, why? Why are we skipping so much? Yeah. And... I could say it's because this country doesn't like us, but that's another conversation. <laughs> but what I will say is that it, <clears throat> excuse me, it was never intended for us to learn our history. And for me, as I got older, there was still a curiosity within me to know when did Black Wall Street happen, especially being from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. When did it happen in to know just how tragic that whole area was destroyed and to know different events and to know different people, not just Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks, to know who Asada Shakur was, to know who Frederick Douglass was, to know who Nat Turner was, to know who Angela Davis was, is, excuse me. And so... At home, it was definitely all we talked about was blackness. Yeah. Whether it was us watching BET, watching Baby Boy, or <laughs> it was just every day, it was just something about black people that we were always talking about. And so for me, my mom and sister have had the greatest impact on my growing intellect on black culture and black history. And I, I give them the most credit. For that, as far as school, I had to do that on my own yeah. because I believe that I was being misfed information. And now we're in an age where people are posting stuff on Instagram and saying, "Here's a Black History fun fact of the day," and which is great. is It's great, but are you really taking time to read a book about? a certain author, a certain activist, yeah. or any black celebrity, are you research are you really researching to understand why we are in the climate we are in now? Are you doing those things to actually better yourself or are you just doing it because everyone else is doing it? and it sounds and it sounds like you're woke and I I hate using the word woke. <laughs> because we should have been awake, but people are choosing to be asleep. And so those are just a few of my experiences and how I've been growing. And it's a continuing process. You know, I still search up, look up things to this day, watching documentaries that really detail the history of black people and where we are as a community and how great we are and how we can make a better future for ourselves. For sure. And for me, it's like a lot of people would say that, like, I'm a jokester, like, I'm a funny guy. Right. And so, like, <laughs> that's, like, the content I'll put out, like, on my Twitter, or on my yeah. Instagram, on my Snapchat. But, like, I remember someone called me out and they're like, why don't you post about this, this, and that or whatever? And I said, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to know where my heart is by what I post right. on social media. Yeah. If you truly know who, where my heart is at or where I am with certain stuff, then you don't need to ask questions about it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to be trying to judge me for 
something on social media. And, and thing is with me, like, if I really didn't have, if I wasn't like in the major that I am, I probably wouldn't even be on social media. Right. Is the thing. Right. Like, I wouldn't. And so, like, to know, to judge me off of my social media presence instead of my internal, like, wor- worldly and, mm-hmm. like, presence is off. And that's completely something else. But, yeah, that's just what it is. Like, you don't have to post something. Right. In order to feel like you're a part of something. If your heart is in something, you don't have to post something. And right. so that's where I am on that. That is definitely true. I want to switch the conversation a little bit. And so when talking about the miseducation of black people, particularly black kids in schools, they're not being fed the right food when it comes to knowing their history, their culture, and how our ancestors and elders are the ones, are an inspiration to us and and, and how great we can be. And so I kind of want to bring up a new question is, how has black history been whitewashed? Because I feel like there are so, there are way too many examples to count of our history being whitewashed, whether it's music, you know, they love to claim that rock and roll was started with Elvis Presley. That's not true. They, They forget about Chuck Berry. They forget about Muddy Waters and so many other countless black. It's kind of like that Beats commercial. Um, um, do they really love us or do they really like our culture a yes, lot? Yes, that so. commercial is awesome. And it's unfortunate that we don't know these things. There was a lot of things I didn't know, you know. And so how do you think black, how has black history been whitewashed and why do you think it's important for our people to know our true history and not something from a textbook that was created by the government to go and search for a book by a black author who knows what they're talking about and who knows the certain issues that go on in, in our community and how to find any resources that tell the story of black people and our excellence? So I've always been a person, and so has my mom, and so has my dad, but remember where you came from. Right. And I think there's a lot of people in the world who don't know where they came from. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and I've also been a person who always says, like, you don't know what someone is going through unless you step in their shoes and figure out what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And... And I don't read comments a lot, like on posts or something, but from what I did, I would always see a lot of back and forth on like, you can't say this or Mm -hmm. you can't say that. And the number one thing of what someone would clap back or just talk back and they'll be like, you don't know what I've been, you don't know my pain. Like you don't know my triggers, you don't know my trauma. Right. And just talking about like black history being whitewashed or um, I, I do think it's been whitewashed, but I also don't think it hasn't been whitewashed. Like, I don't think it's, like, been brought up enough. Like, I don't okay. think that's me. I don't think that's really it being whitewashed. I just don't think, you know, conversations has been brought up about it a lot. Right. And why do I think it's important for, like, our people and our true history? You should always know where you came from. Mm-hmm. You should always know, like, what, where you originated from. You should always know your background because that's, that's what's going to shape you into the man or woman you are today in life. Right. Um, 
I think it's all it's always it's always good that we should try and learn, but if and it also goes with the sense of like if you don't know what to say, then just sit back and listen and learn. Right. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, um, I just I think yeah, it's just good to know where you came from, but it's always important to go back to where you came from. And so I just want to say like, for me, I'm glad I know where I came come from because I know mm-hmm. that I can try and build build better on that past for my future. Right. And so um, it's kind of like that song, I'm not going back, but I'm moving ahead. Yeah. Like we we don't have to go like. We don't have to go back to where we came from, but we should know where we came from. But we're going to keep on moving forward. Right. And so that's it for me. Um, the que- I think the question is just verbatim. Like, like, you can answer with one statement. Like, has it been whitewashed? Yes and no. Why do you think it's important? Because we need to know our history. Like, that's what you can really say. But I just want to hear your thoughts, like, just unpacking that from your sense. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because... I feel like we are, if you look at the history of African people coming to America, they dictated our history when while we were when we were in Africa, because remember, we just don't come from slaves. We mm-hmm. come from kings and queens who had empires such as Mali and Ghana and Timbuktu and Kush and Egypt. And so once, because like you said, remember where we come from. We just don't come from slaves. We come from kings and queens who had empires, who were great businessmen and women and had, and who were spiritually and intellectually mature. So I think when the first African people were brought to America, I think that's that's when our African American history was misconstrued. They dictated how we were supposed to be seen in this country. And now that we are we have to because it, we have to be free mentally. We have to know that we are not slaves anymore. Yeah. And we have all the access in the world to know our history and to understand where we come from and why we are in the conditions and the issues we are and why we are so beautiful and unique as a culture. Mm-hmm. We are one of the most unique cultures on the entire planet. And a lot of times, not not just white people, but other races have, they love to extract black culture like strange fruit and do i think it's been whitewashed like i like you said yes and no yes because it's a lot of the things started in slavery and the reason why i say no is because we're not in slavery anymore mm-hmm. we we have the ability to liberate ourselves to liberate our mental capacity and our spiritual capacity. And once we decide to liberate ourselves, we can pass that information on to someone else. And it's just, it starts with us. Yeah. And once that motivation starts with us, 
individually and collectively, we will be in a much better place. And I think this even goes back to the education system. How can we better implement better curriculum on our culture? Um, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Dr. Stephen Moore, who's now the new, who's now, who is now going to be the new chair of the English department on campus. And a few things he was he was talking about was how he plans to implement African American and other multicultural literature courses. That is so important, yeah. Especially on a PWI such as ACU, I think that is so important. This man brought up a Kendrick Lamar class. Like he said, he said he is thinking big, and I think that is so important because once we begin to know ourselves, we can be better stewards of how we live our lives. Yeah. And finally, for the final question, how can how do you think ACU as a campus can better celebrate Black History Month? Um, we have Black Student Union. They they do great community events, whether it's skate night or uh, their family night, anything. And you know we have OMA, and with the be- with the few Black faculty and staff I know, it's they're there. Mm-hmm. We just have I feel like we just have to reach out to them, and we have to be strong enough to reach out to them. So how do you think? even though it's your senior year, Tavian, um, how do you think going forward ACU can better celebrate Black History Month as a campus? Well, first off, I want to go ahead and highlight BSU and OMA and everyone. I just want to say they're doing a tremendous job. Right, yeah. They're they're doing a um, great job empowering us and just being being the presence on campus for being that safe place. I give them... Just I have tremendous amount of respect for them, and personally, like I haven't been I've been been involved a lot. Like I'm involved with so much on campus, but Mm -hmm. but from what I see and just from the personal testimonies and seeing them, like they're doing a great job. And yeah, BSU as a department, and this I'm gonna use it as a department. Mm -hmm. This is the now kind of like the thing I came up with is doing a lot to empower us. But also, like, as the university as a whole needs to be able to facilitate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, I got kind of like, like a flow chart. Like, you know, you have the university as a whole, like the name, like Abilene Christian University, trademarked everything. Cool. And then underneath that umbrella, you have like the different departments, like BSU, OMA, um, ACU Democrats, ACU Republicans, like all these different clubs that we have and stuff yeah. underneath that uh, umbrella. And I think it's like we see a lot of the facilitating in other parts, maybe mm-hmm. like in other departments, but not like within like BSU, like all, like that department. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's enough for like BSU to speak and have action, but it speaks volume if you have the head, like the university speaking and take action to say something. Right. And so. With that, like, and it's su- and it's super simple. It's just have those officials show up to events, right? Yeah. Have them post about it. Have them talk about it. Like, have them spread the word. Yes, BSU. They will continue to spread the word, and they will continue to do great things that they're doing. But you also need like other people to come in and do that. Right. Like we need like 
yeah, just we need officials to come in and step in and just speak and be there, like show up to events. Don't just post about it or don't just put it in a weekly rundown email, Mm -hmm. but actually go and like make your presence known that you're also about it. Yeah. And so mm, that's what it is. Just university needs to just help facilitate that a little bit more. And BCU shouldn't have to be the only voice that does that. Yeah. Like maybe the university could also do that too. Right, right. But that's what I have. And it's also up to the students as well. You know, for black students who are in college, this is the greatest time for us to grow mentally, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, to continue to just know more about this world. And you, your voice has power. And if we could be strong enough and reach reach out to those black faculty reach out to dr stephen moore reach out to ryan bowman stephanie ham marisha shaw jordan jones reach out to those people they are important we might not i think from just for me i don't really see a lot of black faculty that i know of the the only ones i know of are the ones i just listed the ones i just named and we just got to, we just, it's really, a, we have to have that curiosity. And it's also on the university as well. As you said, BSU's advisor, I believe, is Rachel Riley, who is one of the most beloved professors on campus. And so whether it's reaching out to BSU or reaching out to Rachel Riley, reach out to President Schubert himself to say, hey, I think this is important because we are we are members of this campus too and our history is important and we need your support so that we can be successful not just professionally but as human beings this history will help us with how we see ourselves on a daily basis this our history will help us break generational curses this history will liberate us from what we've been taught and what we're being taught and how we can better teach ourselves and how we can better seek better resources so that we can be better stewards of our community. And so I think ACU definitely has work to do when it comes to acknowledging black history and black people and just people of color in general you know there's the the um diversity council um reach out to them that's huge and there are some powerful names in that council and so i think it's a definitely uh a dual relationship yes it's a part of the university's job but as students, we have that power mm-hmm. and we have that access to them to let them know how we feel and to let them know that our history matters and that we have made great contributions to this university and to this country. And so, and just to end it off here, I just want to say that to all of us black students on campus that we see you 
and we love you. You are in a space where there are so many avenues and resources for you to grow and to learn. And what I encourage you you guys to do is to watch a documentary. Watch the docu-series Why, Who Killed Malcolm X. Watch King in the Wilderness on HBO Max. Read The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Read The Souls of Black Folk by W.E.B. Du Bois. This is the greatest time for us to educate ourselves and to better know our history and our culture, especially with the year that we just had last year where it is critical for us to continue to know who we are and why we are so great. Um, we thank you for listening, and we hope you guys have a wonderful day, and happy Black History Month. Stay blessed.